Hey, I have a great episode for you today, one that I really think will get you thinking. And I, and not in a judgy way, but in a way that just starts to open up possibilities for you. But before I jump in there, I just want to remind you to sign up for my How to, or Learning to Thrive Through, Through Your Grief in 2022. So I'm not saying how to forget your grief or move on from your grief or even set down your grief, but how to thrive through it. And I don't know about you, but I want to thrive in 2022 and beyond. I don't want to just live, but I want to experience life for everything it has to offer. And I think that this episode today starts to give you a glimpse of what's possible when you start asking yourself the hard questions. And I ask you to ask yourself just one question today. So bear with me. It's not too scary. But I think that it's so worth it. So continue listening to this episode, but come hang out with us on Wednesday and you can sign up at Tammy Marie Coaching. You can find the links on social media, on Facebook, on Instagram. You can also find it on my website. Even if you can't come live, but you're still interested in what it means to thrive and how can you thrive in 2022 and beyond, join us. And with that, let's get into today's episode. Hi friend, I am so excited that you're here to check out Her Restored Spirit podcast. If you've gone through something that has left you broken spirited, maybe it's a divorce, loss of a spouse, or even a child, loss of a job, whatever it is, I know there is restoration in your future. I'm a widowed mom, and I remember what it feels like to emerge from the fog to discover that my loss is not the center of my story, but it actually instilled in me a new hope, a new understanding of faith, and a new strengthening in my heart, soul, and motherhood. I have finally understood that God has taken my test and formed it into my testimony, and that's why I'm here with you. I want you to step into your purpose, into a newfound joy, and to turn a new page in your book, because I believe you are on the brink of full restoration, unlocking a confidence that you didn't know was inside you, and understanding how to live more fruitfully with purpose, joy, and permission to be washed in possibility. It's time, friend, to reclaim your restored spirit. Have you ever stopped to think about what what it's costing you to stay right where you are? What is it costing you by allowing yourself to stay stuck or stay in your cycle of grief or stay in the raw pain or tell yourself over and over, that you are stuck and you don't know the next step. What is it costing you to hold on to the past so tight that the future is not possible? Have you ever stopped to ask yourself that? That's a question that I was asked a few years ago and I didn't realize in that moment how much I was holding on to. How much I would, how much I was limiting myself and limiting my healing, limiting my growth, limiting my life and my, the love that I have. And when I say relationships and love, I don't necessarily mean 
you know, significant other. I mean, even with your friends, your family, your kids, you're limiting, you're putting a wall around your heart to try to protect it from getting hurt again. And to really live, you have to start tearing down some of those walls. So I ask you right now, have you thought about it? What is it costing you to stay right where you are? It's the beginning of the year. We are ju- we're towards the end of January, so we're almost one twelfth done with 2022. Have you thought about what you want from this year? Have you thought about what possibilities there are? Or are you really so blinded by where you are in the moment that you can't even fathom dreaming about what could be. And there is no judgment, no judgment at all if you look ahead and you can only see where you are now. You can only see a mirror looking back at you. There is no judgment at all. But I want you to ask yourself if that's enough. How long will you let yourself stay there? I have met a few people recently who are in early grief. They're within... 30 days to six months of losing their spouse or a child. And this message is is not for you, but I want you to keep it tucked in your, you know, just keep it in the back of your mind for when it's time to ask yourself this. Because I am a firm believer that those early stages of grief are so important to walk through. They're so important to experience. They're so important to slow down and endure, for lack of a better world word, because they are definitely endured even a year or two. As long as you are making steps to see reality, I'll put it that way, because at this point, I don't want to tell you what you should be doing, because like I mentioned last week or two weeks ago, whenever it was, is that your grief journey is a lifelong process and your grief journey isn't going to look like mine and yours is not going to look like your friends and it's not going to look like the other men or women that you meet on the on your journey, the same as their journey is not going to look like yours. So I can't tell you how long to sit in that early stages of grief, but you'll start to know when it's turned from raw grief into fear. You'll start to see the evidence of it and you'll start to feel feel like there's a little bit more, there's a little bit of growth and not know what to do or you, you might... You might still need to stay there a little while. That's fine. But there also might be a part of you that's saying, I can't live like this forever. This can't be all there is. This pain can't last forever. It can't hurt this bad for much longer because I don't think I can take it. And the good news, the good news that I have for you is that that raw all-encompassing pain doesn't have to last forever. But you also don't have to release it completely in order to heal. Like there's, they're not opposites of healing and pain. Even there, there is pain, even in the healing journey, there is struggle and there's tears and there's laughter and 
but and there's all the emotions in the healing journey. And it's hard. It's actually harder to allow yourself to heal than it is to stay in the cycle of grief. So when you start to feel that, feel that something's changing or some, you need something, that's when it's a good time to start asking yourself, what is it costing me to stay right where I am? Is it costing you friendships? Is it costing you a job? Is it costing you a promotion? Is it costing you a relationship, a deeper relationship? Is it costing you helping others? Is it blocking your God dream and your God-given purpose from coming into the light because you're scared of what the next step is? Sometimes the most brave thing you can do is dream. And I say this because the first couple of years after my husband died, I couldn't dream at all. It was really hard for me to even make any long-term plans over a year. And even a year was a stretch. Part of me was like, well, what's the point if it all could end and if it all can change, if it all, what does it matter if I don't know what the future is going to look like? Part of it was, I honestly didn't, I wasn't able to see what the possibilities were. And if I don't even know what I don't know, how am I going to make a plan? But as I went along and as I released that, the the fear of the unknown and realizing that I can't live in fear, I realized that I was limiting my possibilities. I was limiting what I was allowing God to do through me because he's there waiting, but he won't make you do anything that you don't want to do. Now, he can be persuasive. I'm not going to lie. There's times that he has guided my steps. He has made taking away other possibilities so that way I can see which area I need to move in. But that's how that's how he works in my life. Like I know I know sometimes I'm a lot more stubborn or pig-headed than um, he would like. But he created me, so he knows what he's dealing with. But I digress. What do you want out of 2022? What do you want for the rest of your life? And this might be really harsh, but are you living like you're the one who died? Are you living, well, are you living a life or are you allowing time to pass? Are you so torn up and distraught that whatever your loss is, and it doesn't have to necessarily be the loss of a person. It could be of a relationship, of an identity, of a dream that you had worked so hard for, a goal that you had attached to your life for who knows how long. Grief I think we limit it when we say that grief is just loss of somebody. Now I use it in the, from the framework of loss of a spouse or loss of a mom or loss of a friend, because these are things that I've all, I've experienced. But when I say grief, I don't limit it. And I also don't want to qualify it for you. I want you to decide what your loss, what your grief is. And it's so important that we name it. 
it's okay if you have if you're grieving the loss of an identity or the loss of a job or the loss of you know there's there's thousands of things that we could lose that grieve you and it's not a competition there's a lot of a lot of that in the the world in the there's competition for everything and i'm like this is not just like your grief journey is not the same as mine we cannot judge them we cannot compare them we can there's no competition that my grief is harder than yours or yours is harder than mine there's so many people who i i look at what they've lost and i just i my heart goes out to them because it's it's so much and to that they're like well i didn't lose my spouse i'm like it doesn't matter it's all a matter in how it affects you and how it you have allowed it to affect you and how deep your loss goes so whether it's a trauma because there is grief in trauma there's grief in there's grief in well, I, I don't even have a, I don't even want to start qualifying it because I want you to qualify it for yourself. I don't want to tell you what to do or how to do it. What I want to just pose is that you take the time to identify it. Because you don't know what it's costing you until you've really identified what it is that you're experiencing. And that's without respect to other people. Don't compare your grief, the strength or the the hardship or the how much it hurts or it doesn't hurt or how much you can laugh or how much you can't laugh or anything. Don't compare it to someone else. If anything, use that brain power, use that experience to look at your life now and the way it was before. What is that grief costing you? And what is it costing you to keep holding on to? When I say that, I don't mean that you have to release it completely. I think you know now that I am a firm believer that you, your grief never actually goes away. That you can grieve and live simultaneously. They're not mutually exclusive. And in fact, I think that when you do allow yourself to live through your grief and grow through your grief, you're going to experience life in a whole nother way, in a whole nother level that you didn't know was possible. But there's no contest. No one can tell you what your grief is to you. And if they do try, just say, no, thank you. But don't allow yourself to just wash through it. Ask yourself the hard questions. What did you lose and how did it affect you? How is it affecting you? And what are you giving up by not growing, by not living, by not allowing restoration in your life? I know so many widows who are 10 plus years post losing their spouse and still consider themselves in early grief. And I... My heart goes out to them because to live in that much pain for so long and to be stuck in that early cycle of grief, they've given up so much life. They're living like they're the ones who died. 
And I don't know. I don't know their circumstances. And I don't know how great their relationship was or how amazing that job was. I don't know. But what I do know is that if you are living, if you are breathing, you have a purpose. And you also can experience laughter. You don't have to... Well, let me put it this way. By setting down and releasing some of that raw pain, it does not minimize your your loss or your grief. It doesn't mean that you didn't love your person. It doesn't mean that you were not amazing at your job and were going somewhere and had those big visions. It doesn't mean that what you went through doesn't matter anymore if you're healing. I thought for a while that if I acted like I was healing, that people wouldn't realize how hard it is without my husband still. And then I realized that I have teenagers. And anyone who's had teenagers can look at other families with teenagers. And we have that instant bond of, I see you. Life is hard. That's why I have a dog too. Because someone in the house loves us. And I jokingly say that. But also, I realized that it doesn't matter what other people think about my grief. If I could make everybody happy, I have people in my life who think that the way I am healing is too fast and that I haven't actually processed it or I haven't, that I should still be crying and that every, everything should be so hard. I also have people in my life who think that after a year, I should have been able to wrap it up, put my grief on the shelf and brought it out for anniversaries and only to myself. Like I shouldn't express it out loud. I have support who think that I'm right on the right path. I have friends, good friends, who are also think that I shouldn't talk about this as much. And what I'm telling you is it's not possible to please everybody. But what is it costing you to try to do that? What is it costing you to try to make it look like you can fit into everybody's box or everybody's expectations? What is it costing you to not figure out what your own thoughts on the subject are? What could the end of this year look like if you opened yourself up to possibilities? What could this year and your life look like if you stopped worrying about other people and their thoughts about your path and decided for yourself what you really want and then started making small, tiny steps towards it. I know when I started asking myself these hard questions, what I had to lose by not moving forward, learning to live through my grief and to grow through my grief was way more, was way more valuable than staying stuck in my grief and not living by not showing my kids 
that life is hard, but can still be really good. That things happen, but God can redeem your steps. That God can restore you and make you whole again, even when you have a broken heart. Even when you have a broken dream. In fact, in spite of and because you have a broken heart, a broken dream, because you've had to learn to depend on God for restoration, the possibilities are so much greater, so much more fulfilling, so much more lovely and beautiful and stronger and braver than the possibilities are if you stay stuck in your own head in your own hurt and your own cycle of grief. If you are so worried about what other people want from you, you forget that we aren't here to serve men. We aren't here to to meet the needs of all of our friends. We're here for a short amount of time to really experience and be used by God in a way that is fulfilling to us as well as it is to him. He doesn't need us. We need him, but he asks us to partner with him. And when I started looking at those possibilities, that's when healing became so important to me, that the cost of staying where I was was so much greater than the uncomfortable steps in the unknown, the uncomfortable steps towards healing and missteps because I don't know everything that I need to do. I don't know all the steps that I need to take, but they do start getting easier and easier when you start and you're not going to ever be ready. That's a whole nother podcast. Maybe I'll do that one next week. You know what to do when you're not ready (laughs) because we're never ready. And so I'm going to close this and I hope to see you this Wednesday in two days at the How to Thrive Through Your Grief in 2022 meetup. I hope this motivates you to just ask yourself the question, what is it costing you? That's all, that's all you really need to do right now is just ask yourself that. And when the answer starts to be It's costing you more to stay where you are than what the possibilities could be. That's when you know it's time. That's when you know that, well, you can't do it alone. It's so scary to do it alone. That's when you need to do it with a group of of people, a group of like-experienced people who know what it's like to have a broken spirit. And instead of encouraging you to stay right where you are, a group of like-minded and like-minded, excuse me, individuals of women who all are taking these unknown, these uncomfortable fear steps together and push and pull and laugh and cry and you know, there's safety in numbers. So don't try to do it alone. But it's worth trying to do. And with that, I'm going to say goodbye. I'm going to say, well, I hope to see you on Wednesday on our Zoom meetup. 
in order to get signed up, all you have to do, it's on social media, it's in the show notes, it's on my webpage. Like you can find it anywhere you can find Tammy Marie Coaching. And I really hope to meet you there. And if you can't make it, that's okay. Sign up anyway, there'll be a replay. But I also want you to know that the pathway to restoration, it starts with identifying your fears. And when you start to ask yourself these hard questions of what it's costing you, that's when these fears start to identify themselves. That's when you start to look at these and start to see that your grief may have stepped more into fear than you would like. I know mine did. I know fear is so strong, but I also know it's so worth stepping into. God says, do not fear. Do not be afraid that he's always with us and he'll never leave us or forsake us. And he really means that.